Welcome to the Happy Never After podcast. I am your host, Mar Merrick. I am here. We're going to do a little Mar and Marshy time. A little Mar and Marshy time. It's our, it's like our new segment. <laughs> Everyone loved our episode last week. It did? Yeah. It was yeah. a huge hit. So I was like, well, no, no, you're part of it. Oh, no. <laughs> I can barely hear you. Really? It might be my headphones. Make yourself louder. I don't know how to do that. Is that it? That made me louder. Okay. You're next to me. There you go. Maybe. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Hot fire. Okay. Uh, Hi. How was your weekend? Uh, what did I do? Oh, shit. I got to, like, think about this I know. Now. I'm like, it's uh, only Tuesday. I had a funeral. Funeral. Oh, so did I. You did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. What's up? I did, same, same dude? <laughs> uh yeah i lost uh we i lost a comedian friend uh, i think epilepsy i think he died from epilepsy i think so i think he had a uh, seizure because uh his best friend who has known him since he was a babe said he died tragically and then there's been no details since then uh, i know he doesn't drink or do drugs or anything so and he just had his thirty third birthday, six like six days prior. Hmm. So, um, yeah. What about your person? Ninety three year old third oh, cousin made it all the way. She she did she pretty did good. It. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice because I got to see some of my cousins that I never see, ever see. I have a I have like a fourth cousin's wife that continually reaches out to me, uh, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> What? Yeah, this is, uh, keeps asking me to come over for dinner. I'm like, I don't know. I don't hang out with my first cousin. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I know. Um, it's nice, but it's a little creepy to me. There was a woman there who was very close. She's a cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the last one. She's 93. And she still looked beautiful. It, was, it had all her wits. It was amazing. Telling us stories about the old days and... I have a 92-year-old client, Mary, and she is, uh, She, I was like, have your kids met all your boyfriends? She goes, yeah, they know them all. They know me. They know who I am. I was like, oh, oh wow. my God, you're so badass. That's so cool. I love her. She's great. She does, like, the ropes. She'll do everything. She powers, I make her ball slam. Really? Yeah. She goes, she's got one leg that's a little longer than the other. And I was like, great. You going to make it to 93? No. I bet you will. I don't. Uh, you look good, man. Thanks. I'm going to I'm going to get sur- all the surgeries for you sure. You are? 100%. I'm doing my face for sure. First I'm going to do that half up. Oh no, you don't need to do that. <laughs> you don't I'm need to do that. I'm almost there now. I'm going to make it. <laughs> so, uh I went I had a shitty weekend. I kind of told you about it. Well, I had a good and bad weekend. Yeah. And uh, I had some comedy, did some comedy, but our one of my booking agents, so I do these winery tours and winery brewery tours, and it's a one-man show. Like, he books 1,062 shows a year. So the fact that he keeps all that together and running for, I think he's on his fourth year now, is really? pretty impressive. That's pretty cool. It's really impressive. And uh, so he accidentally booked two headliners one weekend and we come with our own crew so I get to bring my own feature and and if I want to bring a host I can bring a host too but I usually don't and um, I had a truck and Frank was a lot of people in one vehicle you know how far did you drive how far did you drive pretty far do you want to tell us or 
Oh, I drove. No, I drove to, it was in Columbus. Ohio. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Frank. So Damon, who I love, Damon Millard, who came with me. He is a, excuse me, he is a... Uh, Did you just burp? A, yeah. Wow, okay. Coca-Cola. Coke Zero, baby. Not <laughs> sponsored yet. Okay. <laughs> I've had two coffee. I had a finish shoot this morning. All they right. were like, do you want some craft services right when I got there? I was like, no, I want you to take the picture, and then I'm going to hoover down everything on the table. Take that picture first. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> I even didn't eat a, normally I eat a banana. You must I, love all those, like eat as much as you want places in Vegas or Atlantic City. I know, but down. I don't eat so much. Like during the like during the day I don't I work overeating and so by the time I do get to like a buffet, I never get my money's worth. It's never but if they say you can't take any food out of the buffet, I will steal it. Go. For sure. Like the <laughs> when, when uh, I went to Atlantic City, George I had a banana and I was like, I'll just take this and George goes, uh you can't take the food out of the room. And I was like, uh, go get all the bananas. I will steal all the bananas. <laughs> That's what you did? Yeah, I had uh. four bananas in me. I had two apples on my, on my, I like kept shoving fruit on me just to prove that I could steal the fucking fruit. And then as soon as we got out of the bill, uh, like as soon as we got out the door, I was like, we better get this apple out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Stick one of those bananas up George's ass, man. Huh? I know. Fuck that, dude. Yeah. Uh, so go back. Sorry, okay, so. You with Dave. Uh, not Dave. I w- Damon. So Damon. I was, uh, that's actually, it was funny. That's a headliner's name. The other headliner. So we show up and there's these two other guys there and we're like, oh, crazy. And uh, we just pull up at the same time. And Damon and I are laughing because I, it was a Wednesday. So I I have a 5 a.m. client. I have a 6 a.m. spin class. I have a 7, 8. I made a meet me at Whole Foods. I grabbed some snacks mm. and we hit the road. And we hit so much traffic that we're like, we're not going to be able to go to, a, go to a hotel and check in and shower and like get to this show. So we're going to have to go straight to the show. And my hair, you know, you've seen me in some dark days. It, yeah. was, it, was real, it gets real bad. My, it was just bad. Like, and I, every time I get tired, I like pick at my face. So it was, it was a bad scene on my side of the car. And, uh, and he, uh, me, and he, so we pull up and we're laughing about being like monsters. And we see the two other guys and I'm like digging clothes out of my luggage in the back of my truck. And, uh, I was like, Oh my God. Hey. And, they go, yeah, we're on the show too. But they knew we were going to be there. Like they got the heads up before we did. I don't look at my phone while I'm driving a lot. So I didn't see the text that he was like, I fucked up. Uh, oh. So we we go in to set it up. I go in and talk to the owner immediately. And I'm like, hey, can I bring Frank in? Because Frank is with me and we couldn't check into the hotel. So what do I do with him? And he was like, yeah, of course I've got dogs. Come bring him in. So I bring him in, I change. And then I come back in the, where the show is and they're moving around chairs, which normally would be a headliner's decision. So I was like, interesting. Why? I go, Oh, you guys are moving chairs. Like I'm not attached. I don't have that much of an ego where I'm like, but I just thought it was interesting. And then I go, what? I go, what? are you hosting? Are you, are you featuring? Like what are, what's going on just to get the conversation started? Cause they, and they kept posturing like very hostily towards me, like real weird. And, uh, Damon even said, as we were like crossing paths, he was like, they're just like 
I don't like their energy. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of weird. So then I said, I was like, what are you guys, what role are you on this lineup? And they go, we're the fucking headliners. This is our fucking show. And I was like, I go, yo. And I put my hands up like this. I was like, yo. And I just like, I go, chill. We're all going to get paid the same as we did. I'm sure of it. It's just a fuck up. It's not a big deal. We, I was like, no, I can just call him and ask him what's up. And, uh, and he goes, yeah, call him. I was like, bro. And then he just starts yelling at me about how I need to be putting the chairs down in a certain way. And I was like, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not your slave. So also there's staff at this place. So I go outside to call him and then I go knock on the men's bathroom door to be like, Damon, um, don't leave me alone with these two guys because they're aggressive. Like physically they were aggressive. So then I go back in the room and uh, I just start fucking around. I'm not listening to what they're saying. They're like trying to boss me around. And then they just started yelling at me so much and walking towards me that I had, like was backing up. And I was kept putting my hands up until the po- to the point that I fell like down into a chair and Holy sat down shit. into a chair. Yes. And then the owner came back in the room. Why you kick their ass, man? Because Come on, I wasn't tough chick. The whole time I sat, I was listening to them. I was like, I don't know what play I want to make yet. I hadn't decided. Do you have your, like, your high boots on and some shit? No, no. So you could kick them in the balls or something? I had my vinyl pants on, so not a lot Ooh. of, uh, I know. Mm. I did have my Nike Air Force ones on, though, so those were shit kickers. Oh. Like, I'm ready to go on those. And I did have just a regular sweatshirt on, so it wasn't like I couldn't throw it on if I needed to. But I've never really, I've never, I've only hit one person once, and it was my mom. And uh, so I go, I leave the room. And just, like, I'm chit-chatting, come back in the room, and, like, just to get a breath, come back in the room, and one of them is on a chair, like, doing something with some, I don't know, video equipment, and he uh, he goes, I think those are supposed to be tablecloths on the tables, and the owner goes, yeah, my staff will do it, and he goes, no, Mara will. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. So then I turn, and the owner just looks at me horrified and Mm. I was like I'll do it so I go upstairs with him and and I'm made friends with him we chatted about the origin of Frank and how I got Frank's name and uh, then he brought me over to the caverns because uh, this is interesting when the Germans were beginning brewing you know you have to uh, brew it you have to like maintain it at 55 degrees and because they didn't have like modern ice things they would just dig into the mountains until and just keep drilling until they hit the 55 degree mark and then that's how they would brew beer wow and i was like that's so cool and then at this brewery they had the original like caverns that you could go down it was so yeah it was really neat so he showed me all that and uh then we walked back in the room with the tablecloths and i put them on the slowest I think I've ever put on a <laughs> I know. I was like peeling one little piece at a time. I'm sure I was just annoying the fuck out of them. And then uh, guests started coming in and I was just chatting with the guests. And I had, I was like, I'm just going to have a drink of wine. And then the owner, no, my agent said, hey, for tonight, why don't you... Go, I was like, I'm just going to go on to Columbus. Like, cancel our room here, and I'm just going to go on to Columbus because uh, we were we were outside of Columbus for Got our it. first show. And uh, I was like, I'm just going to go there so we can I can just stay there a couple of nights and just get settled. I don't want to travel tomorrow. I This has been a rough day. 
And then he goes, okay, why don't you leave Damon with those guys? And then I said, why don't we play a game of would you rather? And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, I would rather take Magic Johnson's HIV infected uh, Q-tips and shove them through my eyeball than leave Damon with these two fuckheads. I would rather drink old cum out of an old condom then leave Damon with these. I would rather. And then he was like, okay, I got it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. So he was like, they're bad. And I was like, they're bad. And Where are they the, from? Those here, guys. New York. Oh, did you know them? No. Wow. Yeah. Because they do a lot of road work. So it's, if you're not in the same circle, it's hard. Like sometimes you don't cross pollinate. But um, yeah. And the best part was I did well. And then we've left. And then the next night, uh, we had to work with him again, and then he moved them to a different place uh, after that. And uh, I smashed my com- my. It was great. My set was great, and they recorded my all of the sets without. Mm. I told them I was like, please don't record my set. And they're like, if we don't start it now, then at the beginning of the show, I can't start at mid show. Like it doesn't. He's like, I can't get up access to it and I was like well I don't give you permission to record my set but then at the end he told my agent that I was unfunny and offensive and I go all right and I fucking buried them in common like they couldn't the the next guy could not dig himself out of that hole he was and then he kept referencing my jokes during his he goes oh was it that ball sweat uh, that ball sweat joke now you have to think about the jokes and I go just do your jokes like I was like just do yeah I was like uh, I didn't say like I didn't say it out loud but somebody else was everybody else the women were coming out of the room grabbing me bringing me into like I took selfies in the bathroom stalls with people during their sets because they were like you were so great you should have been at the end this one guy that looked like Aquaman fucking beautiful like the most beautiful man that I've ever seen at a comedy show or really in person he was like holding on to me and then he's like he did butthole pop me once like he on and I was like I don't know if that was on purpose like he put his hand on my butt and then he like put his middle finger he was like pop Holy and i was like shit. i was like well you're tall it's all right <laughs> <laughs> you're beautiful uh go for it pop it <laughs> no. yeah it was so he was like you should have gone at the end you were so sexual and i go was it my mom my mom voice where i talk about how that's not a sexy porno or was it how i asked men to wash their balls because all ball sweat has a very individual smell which one was the most (laughs) sexual for you (laughs) i was like what oh so they told uh they told my agent that i was unfunny and offensive so i text everybody in a group i was like hey i included them in my agent i said uh he said that you have some notes on my set and uh, since you recorded the entire show just thought maybe you could send him the show thank you cool and uh, um, Damon, my my opener at the time, he's a headliner, but uh, he, he goes, their assholes must have been like, fuck, yeah. because they bombed hard. And I was like, oh, see, I'm so glad I waited then. Did the agent look at it? Did your agent look at it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was like, do you want me to compensate you more? I was like, no, I want you to compensate them less, and I want you to stop booking them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then that happened, and then a friend died, and then a woman, a woman, 
at the next the last place we had this one-off show in in Pennsylvania woman manager male owner of this really cool farm sorry uh I'm thinking about the scenario show up <sighs> she's got brows painted on like she has no brows like she had none and she had that one like weird you know like the line you know and I was, you know what you usually like I can't stop staring at it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Like, Did she have a lot of rouge on her face? Yeah. Yeah, she had bangs. And I was like, oh just grow God. the bangs a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer in the bangs, you know? Cut a little of the bangs off. Glue them on, you know? Like something. She also, she set up, she oversold this show. And then she also had uh, huge tables and was doing dining service. And so it was really hard to get through the tables so her service was very slow and so people were very upset <laughs> about that so uh the Damon went up and he was like killing himself to get any laughs and uh then it started to turn around but then the food started coming out when I had to go up right so and you can't get through you couldn't get through the table like physically you could not walk through the tables because it was so packed wow. it was crazy and uh, to get to the back, I went to, there were chickens down, there were baby chickens downstairs, so I had to, like, walk all the way around the building and go down the stairs. It's a, far, it's a Where winery. Is this fucking place? It's a winery. Where? In Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. So, uh, oh. my, the agent, again, she's, like, he had sent me some, their conversation, and she had been flirting with him. And so sometimes women get a little, like, territorial when... I show up, they're like, oh, it's a woman comedian? Oh, what is she also fucking him? Like, I want to fuck him. I mean, like a weird oh my God. competition thing. And, uh, and you know me, I'm always like, do I get free food or? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes or no on the food? Like, what is happening? Oh, I got to pay for it? Never mind. I'll just wait till I get to sound long to eat their snacks. <laughs> so... So I go up and I start talking to people while she's they're they're putting the food down and she takes a video and there's a huge laugh at the very beginning of the video and it's only seven seconds long and I am asking a couple how long they've been married and she wrote to him and he she was like are they is she ever going to tell jokes and I was like why are you taking this video shouldn't you be serving the fucking food you dumb whore and then I was like, so he sent that to me. I've had a weekend from it's hell. Unbelievable. Unreal weekend. I start pacing in the back, in the which is like the green room. You can see the whole room. There's a big glass window. I'm rubbing my whole chest like, I'm going to fucking murder this lady. I was like, what is she going to try and get me fired from a job? Because uh, she and her older nana uh waitress can't get the food out fast enough uh fuck you and uh and and my uh damon was sitting there because uh he brought like an intern person that wanted to do a t some time so he was up doing time when i was pacing and um yeah so i waited till the end of the show i got every we got everything cleared out of the room we got everything put away and damon goes inside with me and i'm like i'm just got to we just have to get paid. So we're, I'm sitting there and she's writing the check to me and she's being really nice. And her waitress is being really nice. And I am shaking. I'm so pissed. And I, you know, when you don't want to have a conversation yeah, totally. and you still have to like get through it. Yeah, totally. I was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Yep, New York. Yep, in the city. I live. I live in the city. And she's like, "Oh, you do." I was like, "No, I live in Brooklyn, but I don't care about this conversation." Like, you're not answering correctly. And then I was getting flustered. And then I took the check. I turned around. I started walking away. And I looked at Damon. And I go, "Go outside." And I turned back around. And I go, "Can I talk to you right now in private over here?" And she goes, she was like, okay. So she walks over, we're chit-chatting, and I was like, what is your motivation behind, like, why would you do that? I said, you work for a man, we're women, we know it's tough out there, for us anyway. Why would we need to battle each other when we can support each other and everybody gets ahead and, and feels good about their lives? And it's already hard enough. Mm-hmm. And I was like, imagine... If I took a video of you tonight, not being able to get through those tables and not being able to get the food there and not being able to serve people and the next comedian is still up and people are bitching about their food and angry. Imagine if he had gotten a video out of context about that. Wouldn't that suck that another woman would do that to you? And she was like, that's not what I meant. That, and I, I really meant it just about the first person. And I said, the video was me. And I was like, and I have all of the text messages. And I showed her. And I said, here's a screenshot of all the text messages. I said, which part were you talking about? Which part was taken out of tone there? I'm just wondering why. And I just kept standing there. And then Damon didn't understand when I was like, go outside. So he came back in. He was like, what's going on? <laughs> Are you coming? And uh, and he goes, I saw you and your posture. And I was like, fuck, I got to get out of here. I, they didn't pay you in cash? No, but I did go out in the car and immediately took did that yeah. deposit yeah, yeah, check yeah, yeah. thing. I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. I was <laughs> and then she tried to hug me and I was like, nah, uh. nah. And she kept trying to like lean forward and touch my arm while she was like, you know, you know. And I was like, no. I don't. I would not do this to anyone. I wouldn't do this to you. I wouldn't do it if I didn't do anything to you. I did fill your room with paying customers that you couldn't serve. I did do that for you that you could have retained. Uh, I had like seven people write on my Facebook wall from the show, what a great job I did. And I sent all those to my agent and I was like, fuck that whore. And... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not bitter. Uh, yeah, I just I don't understand why people keep coming for me. Like it's like very strange. But you're too a, powerful, man. Then you they do. They try. They and I'm like, don't. Yeah. I will. Pu- I might look nice. I might look nice and powerful, but I will be like a grizzly bear. Right. Fuck you. You will not bowl over me. Like my contractor. <laughs> fuck this guy. I was like, I tried to explain to him when he told me that I, okay, I'll go backwards. Um, buying a house, and we all know this, and uh, I'm trying, I'm real cheap, I'm real frugal, and I also think I can do a lot of things by myself, which I can. And uh, if anybody, there's YouTube, okay? <laughs> Mara was going to do all the work to get the cat shit smell out I'm going to do that. There oh, were 40 okay. cats living in this house. 40? 40. Listen to this, though. Oh, no. Listen to this. <laughs> God. Actually, maybe we should bring in the guest before we tell this story. Hey, okay. So what are we doing? Uh, before we bring in the guest, yeah. uh, which I'm very excited about, let's talk about this uh, thing that's actually this app 
game that is uh, saving the world from me beating them up. <laughs> uh, best beans. It's uh, If you're looking for a fun way to pass the time while engaging your brain and enjoying breathtaking visuals and a gripping story, your answer is best fiends. Um, actually, it's a casual game anyone can play, but it's made for adults. It's It's a lot trickier. Did you play it? I've played it a lot. I'm actually on level 37. Are you really? I am. You only had to go up to 30. I know. (laughs) I'm at level 37. Look at you. Because it makes you want to, it's a high strategy. It doesn't look like it. But yeah, like when you first look at it, you're like, oh, this is just like a game. This is like every other game. It's not. Because there's like little ways that you have to get all the, you get very high doing it. Because you're like, oh my God, I got this path that got all of the leaves, you know, not right, right. just this one little line of them. I figured out how to get all of them. Uh, so I've been addicted to it. And I know that um, I bought some cheat things, but like I bought some tokens, but I haven't used them. So um, I got to level 37 on my, my, my fucking self. And uh, anyway, <laughs> it's a unique and exciting puzzle experience, unlike other puzzle games out there, which is absolutely true. Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events, so it never gets old. Best Fiends treats the game like a service to their players. Yeah, and it really helps me a lot. It's been calming me down. It's very nice. So to engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters, trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. It's Best Fiends. Do we have a, a code? No. No. What are we supposed to some, most of the time we get a coat. It's really cool. Like, uh, So just go onto the, your app store and get Best Fiends. Not friends. Not friends. Fiends. And uh, this is not, it's not a game for gamers. Like I, Gamers can also use it, but uh, it's just a casual game. It's fun. I like it. It's because uh, I'm not usually like a game person, and I really, really like it. I hope that they have a ton more levels because I'm going to crush it. Yeah, you got to keep doing it. I'm going to. I like it. <laughs> Good. It's on my phone. It's that, Bumble, my training app. I know. I know. That's all. That's it. That's all I got. Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Best Fiends. Best Fiends. Okay, let's bring in our guest. He is the co-host of the Anthony, Anthony Cumia show, and uh, I just opened for him in Grand Rapids. It was super fun. Dave Landau. Hello. Hello. Am I echoey? No. Do you sound echoey? Maybe. I I'm turned fine. you up. No, I... I'm good. I'll take it. Okay. I just want to make sure it sounds you good You love for your you. voice that much? Uh, no, I like, hate it. I just it. want to hear it twice. Apparently, it sounds homosexual. <laughs> but... Well, you are homosexual. <laughs> well, uh, Bye. <laughs> And curious, <laughs> but no. Apparently, I apparently it's a good deep voice, but it has a bit of a uh, effeminate twang. I'm told. And you you don't do like the hangouts, and you're very quiet. So I bet you've, I bet you you would be a hit amongst the gay men. They were like, "What is he all about?" That you could know? be it. I I'm flattered. I just don't like penis. <laughs> it's just not my preference. It's. I takes wish a lot I did. to get used I, to. Selling out theaters. <laughs> I know. It's Can a much more hot commodity than just straight white and guy. And they're hotter. I've heard. I've seen. Yeah, well, they... I have eyeballs. I use, that's true. Yeah. They do tend to take better care of themselves. Some. Especially in this area. I'm like, oh, so good. 
Now, I have a friend, though, he doesn't take great care of himself. Who's Who loves the penis? He loves the penis. I love the penis, too. This is, uh, I just did a fitness shoot. That's why I have makeup on. And I didn't shower. They just made it look like I did. And, uh, and they're like, I don't, I love the penis. I just I have a little red around my nose from my CPAP machine. <laughs> so that's what I'm wearing. <laughs> oh, CPAP, sexy. It certainly is. That really probably makes that bedroom so hot. Oh, blowing it on the old lady's face. And by that I mean wind from the fucking... <laughs> from the face mask. You oh, it's that, you something. You should talk about that on... Like... I do a little bit. I just started I know, to. But that's really funny. You had had a uh, you had a CPAP joke. That's why I didn't do it because you made fun of somebody I with know, a CPAP. So I was like, I can't do it. You talked about CPAP, and I was like, oh, funny. We both have a CPAP joke. Yeah, but it didn't. For some reason, it didn't bounce. Like usually, I'll be able to play off of what you said, and I was able to play off of other things you said, but not that <laughs> for some reason. Because I think at that point you had insulted it so bad, people were like, "This poor <laughs> bastard." <laughs> I know. I talk about how ball sweat cleans out your sinuses yes it really does you guys well, are disgusting no i've taken a pee after a jog and been like wow i would never want to smell this any closer than the foot and a half i am from it because i'm short my i'm not even going to that story i've already told it twice and really made people throw up about it uh, the penis sweat yeah but it was like he, my ex took a shower and still, like, stuck his ass in my, like, went You say that on stage, right? No. I, maybe you told me off really, stage. I, okay. Yeah, it was just bad. Well, maybe you did it on our show. That's what it was. The asshole? Yeah. I don't think so. I no? Don't, it sounds familiar. No, maybe I Maybe it's just um, triggering a memory from when I was a young boy. I got acne from how... Oh, God. Yeah. He stuck my whole face in his asshole. Why? I broke out. Like, immediate, like, you know, you have that CPAP line? Yeah. I had an asshole line. Oh, I know. <laughs> you had an asshole line of acne? Yeah. Why did he stick his ass in your face? Did he eat it? He, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not an ass eater. Yeah. Are you into that? I don't mean to be personal. It sounds like it was a bad experience. I don't, I don't want to do it to them. I don't care if you do it to me. Well, that makes more sense, though. Yeah. You're a woman. Right. Or I wouldn't mind or... a little. I like, I just started getting the plugs, and those are, but only like baby ones. Cause uh, for any... kids? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Peta plugs. <laughs> Should they sell those? Yeah. <laughs> They're in Babies R Us next to the pacifiers. That way it can be both ends. <laughs> It's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there. Yeah. The, only the little ones work. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, thank God. You don't want to be like, oh, I had to get this. Oh, this one is the one. <laughs> you got anything bucket size? <laughs> I got real. It's a disaster back here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's no good. <laughs> it's going to need a catch bag. Yeah, a, yeah, a, you got one of them colostomies? <laughs> Something I can just tape back there. I really don't need a plug as much as a some. You know what you catch fireflies in? Something like that. A jar. Anyway, really into ass play. Uh. That's not a bad thing. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I just a man's ass seems like the most dangerous place on earth no, to thank me. You. Yeah. Yeah. So, especially if you don't know the guy, there's a lot of risk of. Well, plus, Pepsi. like before that happens i like do an enema like i there's so much prep yeah that there's nothing but 
the ring, you know. <laughs> right. You're lucky if a guy uses a baby wipe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and by and like on his face, like if that he wouldn't even get it close to his asshole. He was like, "Oh, look at this." <laughs> yeah. You don't want yeah a one ply quick wipe. <laughs> it's just like peanut butter looking shit sitting in the hair. I just it's, it's no good. That's why I'm just I don't. I'm sure gay men wax, but I just can't go down that road. You've never waxed? Oh, no. There's no reason to. Oh, no. It feels good. Oh, I'm a guy. It's nonsense. (laughs) I shaved my chest once, and it still just grows back white (laughs) like a Santa beard. And I only shaved it it because of surgery. I don't. I mean, I've never seen it, but I can only imagine that it's just like you have like a spreckling of nine to ten hairs, and that's it. It's kind of like that. It's it's more like 20. I don't want to sell myself short. And then over my belly button, I have what looks like an ace of spades or just a spade. So hot. Logo. Yeah. So hot. It's like a little burning bush. From, yeah, it's I like a treasure it. trail All that goes out. All the ladies are like, oh, my God, he's married? It's a shame. Shit. I hear him say it. I can hear them. I notice it when I'm on stage because they start sliding off their seats towards the stage. And I'm like, this is... What is that? A spade full of (laughs) Boy, if I could just have me one of those, I'd like to eat his unwaxed ass. (laughs) Although, I I do clean my assholes seriously. Like, I do use baby wipes. Uh I don't know why you wouldn't. They're available. They even have a thing called dude wipes. Yeah. If you feel embarrassed about the baby wipe. I used to buy my ex... Wipes for work. Was it bad when they were still full every day? <laughs> I was like, you know what these are for, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> remember the acne face? <laughs> That's for you. <laughs> that was for that first part. Yeah. <laughs> part A. <laughs> you want me to write your name on them? Fucking asshole. I already made a face tattoo on me. <laughs> yeah, see this? That's all your asshole. Yeah, yeah, it's good it came off. The, a rash after sex, I imagine, is frightening. I've not had that in a very long time. Even if it's, I guess it's not a rash, but acne makes it seem. Yeah, well, he had his, the problem, here's the problem. He had his ass done. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean done? <laughs> so. <laughs> like a turkey? You know how you, like, you shave the spade to, like, you know. You... Oh, I don't. Oh, really? That's just natural. Yeah, that is a natural look. Wow, lucky. Mm-hmm. That's genetic. <laughs> he. Um... My mom was the prettiest girl in school. My dad was high school captain of the football team, and somehow they made this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, I'm a Michigan six. <laughs> I. You are not. You're a Michigan eight. Well, that's true. Yeah. I'll give myself that. We were just there. I'm in L.A. too. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even go that high. But, no, uh... <laughs> one and a half. <laughs> What's it when you write your name down, you get how many points? Yeah. I think that's... so. Yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Five if you go David. <laughs> so, what are we talking about? I forgot. I, uh, yeah, this is... Oh, yeah, t- his, oh his, ass... his, his asshole was did, as you said. Oh, yeah, so uh, he got did. liposuction. In his asshole? No. Okay. But I was gonna say that's he, weird. They took the fat out of his chest and stomach and put it into not his stomach but his uh, gut and put it into his ass. He had a fake ass. Yes. So then the cheeks. <laughs> Sorry. It was like a lot of cheek. You sure. Know? It's a belly in his ass. <laughs> it's gonna be. So you dated a man with a big J Lo ass that he had made. I. 
I who, hooked him up with the doctor. Are you serious? Yes. And he's like, I can't wait to get this done because she's going to feast <laughs> on this buffet of what used to be my stomach and tits. I used to keep sandwiches in my belly and now I can't <laughs> Can in I, my I got two nipples on each cheek. Don't think it's weird. They just had to put it back there. I know. It's like you half can... a spade is on one ass. Half a spade is on <laughs> but if you squeeze them together real tight, it looks like one playing card. <laughs> I didn't think that this is what this episode was going to be. <laughs> I, I didn't either. <laughs> Makes two of us. <laughs> yeah, so um, I have to be honest. I set him up with the doctor situation, and then as he was, like, healing, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to fuck him again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fair thought. I was like, I am so unattracted. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. I think just there's got to be something just being yourself, right? And then wanting, like, it just doesn't show a lot of work ethic, I think, if you're not willing to... Yeah, I was like, you're dating a personal trainer, like, right? Uh, who works out nonstop? Like, just come with me. I don't know, a couple times a week. Yeah, and instead he's like, ah, I'll just get a fake ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a porn star lady. <laughs> like a gay for pay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's exciting. Oh. Yeah, that's rough. Did you dump him right after? Or was it when you saw the acne and you were like, listen, you're not using the dude wipes. I have an acne Actually, beard. Actually, you know what's really sad is he cheated on me. <laughs> was it with the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it with? A flight attendant that he used to fuck before or something. I don't know. What airline? JetBlue. Oh, well, that's probably not great. It's not great. It's it- not the best airline. <laughs> I mean, I it's better than if you said, like, uh, Spirit or what was the other one? Frontier. No, not, not Frontier. Not It starts with an A. I would never fly it. It just looks like homeless people. <laughs> like they'd ask you for change mid-flight. You know what I'm talking about? Collegiate or something? I don't know. There's a Collegiate Airlines? I think so. Oh, my God. I don't know. I want to Google shittiest airline. I'm, I'm only flying United right now, I feel like. I do Delta. Mm-hmm. I think they used to be in the same fam. They were. They were. They broke up. Mm-hmm. I guess Frontier got uh, a fake ass. <laughs> and Delta <laughs> wasn't the one in part of it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. He cheated on. She tagged me in like photos of them being together. That's psychotic. Yeah. She got more psychotic. She got like, I had to go to the police. Psychotic. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And she had done this prior. To you? Not to me, to a pilot's wife. Oh. Yes. So she was like a home wrecker and a lunatic. Yes. And that's called oh. cyber stalking. And so she. It is. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, you're dumb. Very. Mm-hmm. Well, because all you're doing is leaving a digital trail of how crazy you are. And then she commented on this podcast's Instagram. Really? Yeah. Well, and I hope I she's listening. Screenshotted it <laughs> and put it up. And I was like, here she is, everyone. <laughs> Enjoy this, this is big her. nose bitch. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Did but... he recommend the surgeon for her face? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know she had some work done. And I was like, go take Fix care it. of that. Yeah. It's huge. It's God's mistake. So really, 
big. You got a big Pinocchio <laughs> nose, and you're trying to serve people drinks on JetBlue. They don't want to even make eye contact. They can't. And then I was like, "You're she." So she commented on it, and then I wrote back, "You're a flight attendant." <laughs> You ask people if they want peanuts, and she goes, you're so dumb. They don't do peanuts anymore. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's double worse. <laughs> I was like, you're an idiot. I was just. Like some do. It's not important. We understand allergies. <laughs> you get it, though, right, lady? Yeah, she was rough. I was yeah. like, whoo. I hate to demean someone's job, but if they're going to come at you, that's a good job to demean. Yeah. Even... Unless they're gay and, like, super sassy, and you're like, you, sir, have found your calling. <laughs> you definitely need to be making those Southwest Airlines yeah, announcements. You do, because they For are sure. hilarious. I don't want to sleep. I want to hear a catty man fucking make terrible jokes over a Passive loudspeaker. aggressive <laughs> things about the people in the first six rows. It's the best. Oh, and I just love it. spread out, spread out. Spread out. There's more room on this flight. Spread out. And they just <laughs> just demean you. <laughs> I do that when I'm training sometimes. I do that too. I just do it when I look in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, weird. I do work out three days a week. Yeah, you're very fit. It's what my schedule. Well, thank you. you I'm you, shocked you said that. You're getting fit. I just have... I have a I saw some pictures genetic... from a little while ago. Yeah, I used to be a little fatter. It's depression, though. <laughs> oh, or was that? Uh, well, when Are I you get... on, on Wellbutes or... No, I'm on Zoloft. Oh, Zoloft. I, I never uh, took an antidepressant until a couple years ago. And how's it going? Good. I'm actually on less of it now. Do you... Wait, so you don't take anything... You used to be... Uh, can we talk about this? Yeah, whatever okay, you want. Okay, good. Uh, so you used to be an alcoholic? Yes. Okay. I would and... still say I'm an alcoholic. Oh, okay. But not, I don't drink. You're not active. Yes. Okay. Uh, so you can take Zoloft and it's not a big deal? Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't get you high. Okay. It's just for your brain chemistry. Like there's no, there's no feeling you get from Zoloft other than you don't want to kill yourself as much. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I called 911 on when I was coming back from my gig because a woman was walking down Manhattan Bridge and first of all, like she was almost to the middle. Was this your long drive home from Grand Rapids? No, this was, I just did one from Ohio. Oh, okay, weekend. okay. I get home, there's this woman on the bridge and I call 911 and the lady was like, can you describe her? Is she, and I go, she's the human on the bridge. <laughs> I was like, what? And she's yeah. like, I know, but was she African-American? Was she, and I was like, oh my, I'm hanging yeah, up on you. Like, if she is, push her. Could I speak to someone else? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> just some racist woman. I know. I was screaming into the phone. I was like, what are you talking about? You're like, it's the one who appears like she might jump off a bridge. Look for that one. Help that lady. <laughs> Stop asking me so many questions. Right. Dispatch someone. <laughs> Jesus. And people do that now. A couple people. I mean, people do it all the time and have since the bridge was built, but it seems more prevalent than before. Yeah. And I guess the people who survive say their last thought is they wish they didn't do it. People survive that? Oh, people survive falls, yeah. Ooh. I mean, they they don't really say they wish they didn't do that. They have to type it out through their blow straw. <laughs> But, I think one but, of them's superhuman. Yeah, it's certainly guy. regrets. Oh, yeah, I think I was unbreakable. Even if you broke some bones, you'd be like, wow. That guy 
like, come on. That's God's way of being like, it's just not your time, but <laughs> jump if you want. <laughs> you just hit the ice. Oh. It's, that's why it's ice, too. Like, you don't get unconscious and drown. You're just sort of oh laying on the yeah. ice there. That's an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. And your face is healing up, though. <laughs> nice little ice pack on it. Oh, that's how I'm going to go. That's how I'm going to get a facelift pay for. Um, the so flight you... attendant should try that. Maybe oh, crashing. Man. Just right, just nose first. Plummeting to earth. <laughs> <laughs> when that happened, my uh, I was working with Matt Backus, who's a comedian, and he was I like... I love Matt. He's a friend I of mine. Oh, yeah. love Matt. And he was making so many nose of the plane jokes that I was like crying <laughs> laughing, and I was like, you're the best person I have in this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He's uh, a great, great... I say kid as weird as that sounds, but I, I call him a kid, even though he's probably my age. He's 31? Yeah, he's just a little younger than me. Yeah. I just remember when he, I mean, I've, I take him on gigs and stuff, mm-hmm. and I used to remember when he was the host at Crackers in Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. So that's just how that's I know That's an interesting him. way to say Indianapolis. How did I say it? Indianapolis. Did I? <laughs> yeah. I, I mispronounce <laughs> so much weird shit. I was like, oh, did Let you Let me not... try it again. Indianapolis? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Nice. That's like that. everybody else. Yeah. Don't be like everybody else. Be unique. No. You know? Yeah. Indianapolis. <laughs> it's so sad. Okay. I, I mispronounce so many words that Anthony no longer corrects me. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at me and then moves on. He's <laughs> like, you fucking idiot. He's like, God damn it. I pay him? He's on the salary? Uh, why? <laughs> what is he doing here? I think he just enjoys talking to me and hearing what words I mess up. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you guys work together? Um, A year and a half about. That's Maybe it? a little longer. Yeah. Oh, you guys seem like old, old friends. Well, I've been doing the show for about five years, and uh, I. But then, as a guest, oh. but then I, I actually got the job um, end of May, two years ago. So it being February, I guess, yeah, a year and nine months. Wow. Yeah. Cool. That's a yeah. good show. Yeah, I I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't. <laughs> we'll call them comics from Brooklyn or something. Yeah. Yeah. People get pissed uh, for no reason, but that's that. I mean, it's just in fun. It's just all good fun. And I think that's truthfully why he has me there. I'm fairly liberal. Mm-hmm. I have a different perspective than him, but I agree on comedy. So we both make fun of the same shit. Yeah. And that's just what I enjoy, you know. Also, I didn't, I mean, I've, I've, I listened to Anthony, Opie and Anthony for years, and then I didn't even consider how talented he was until I started guessing. And when he does the droopy dog and the... I was crying. I couldn't breathe. And he has... laughing. Yeah, he has every voice imaginable. Even yesterday, he just pulled out a new one where I'm just like, what the hell? Like, he just, he can mimic anything. I think he spends a lot of time with his cats, and he's like, you know what? Let's try this voice today. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And when he was a boy, he spent a lot of time alone. (laughs) Me too. I should have worked on things, you know? I don't think he did, though. He was, you know, he worked at a very blue-collar job installing, you know, air conditioners and stuff. And then... Yeah, but that's something, like, monotonous. You, like, just do things, and mm-hmm. you can just be in your head. It, yeah, that's true. I, I did do that, because I did industrial painting for my uncle, but I got drunk and high a lot on the old job site, and he so fired me. So you were in me. your head in a different way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, before I did the show with you, I posted about how, uh, do you remember, I don't know if you... Well, you probably didn't have to take cooking 
in school. But I did. You did? Yeah, home ec one, one year. We made pot brownies. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. In our Catholic school, we didn't do that. Oh, that's odd. You made but, uh, gingerbread boys we for did, the like, priest? And then we had to like fold up napkins and like how to keep a good home type of a class. Oh, really? Yeah. And they had one day that you were supposed to take care of an egg. and uh, We had an egg baby. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, I threw it at a truck. I kept mine for a long time <laughs> and I brought it with me everywhere. And they, I excluded myself from friendships from, uh, I just really, and I posted about that. I was like, hey, remember when I did that egg thing and then you guys, nobody was friends with me? Anyway, I'm a comic now. Come out to the show. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I think during those times I could have worked on voices. You could have, yeah. You could have had a voice for the egg. It could have answered you back. I did. But you had a friend, like a littler version of my voice. I think that's what I had with a stuffed animal until I was like seven, and then my mom t- took it. Oh, why? Uh, well, she was bipolar, and uh, oh, my mom's bipolar too. Yeah, it was a downswing day. Oh, and uh, yeah, she got mad at me and took it, and uh, then I lost hope. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you are the person you are today. Kinda. Yeah, I remember that because I was like, oh, I, this one thing I loved unconditionally, and I, I, it's gone now. <laughs> yeah, I had a Snoopy doll, and she took the head off. Oh God, why? Yeah. Um, well, it was, it was a lot of down days, you know? Yeah, she, yeah, my mom didn't mutilate it, though. Oh, yeah, it was like, I remember my grandma, like, <laughs> tried to sew it back on, and still the back of the head was like, I could stick my finger in it, and I was uh, like, I don't think this is 100%, but... <laughs> I'll just date men who are also sewed up. <laughs> and that's why I got asshole at hey, me. <laughs> that's long story short of it. <laughs> Okay, so you're married. I am. Just one time? Yeah, just once. And, uh, okay, let's, you guys had a really cute story. We, yeah, I guess. We, uh, we she met still a- likes you? No. Um, <laughs> but we met, <laughs> we, we met at Second City in, uh, Detroit. Okay. Back in, uh, 2003. And she asked me out. And I was like, Whoa. yeah, I had two girls in the class ask me out. She was first, and the next day was another girl. So Did you I, say yes to both? No, I only said yes to my wife. Did you want to say yes to the other girl? Yeah. Oh. They were both hot, too. So it was like, ah, oh, fuck. But I, I didn't want to ruin the class, so I was like, oh, I'm actually going on a date with that oh, girl. You are from Michigan. You're very considerate. Yes. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm not. I'm just not like a scumbag like that either. Where it's like I already said yes. I'm not. I've never. I've been more of a monogamous kind of person mm-hmm. through my entire dating. I mean, I've had. Do you think it's like laziness or like? Probably. Yeah. I can no, see that. I. I don't know. I think it's. <laughs> I. You know, I've never really broken it down because I met her when I was twenty. Mm-hmm or 19 or 20, so any idea of something other than that doesn't really exist for me. And every other girl I dated since I was 13 was, like, for, like, a year or a year and a half or whatever. Do you date... You dated someone at 13 for a year and a half? I dated somebody at 13 for, like, a few months, but then at, like, 14 a year, 15 a year and a half. When did you fuck for the first time? I think I was 14. 14? Yeah. What, what happened? You it seem was... like such a no- nice, normal family. <laughs> and you're we just were. Like this, there's a little bit of a crazy streak. Yeah. You? Well, my dad... Um... Don't cross your arms. Stay... Don't don't Why, close is, out. Is that bad? <laughs> it just means that you're uncomfortable. No, I think about that with body language. It was more that I was a little cold. Oh. But I was thinking about that because when you do cross your arms, it means you're uncomfortable. Yes. And I'm trying 
not to do that because my body language actually doesn't mimic my thought. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. it's because I, I don't know, I've done a lot of drugs. But <laughs> um, my dad got very, very sick when I was 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got uh, brain cancer, which was a result. It was a soft cell sarcoma, which was a result of him getting Agent Orange during Vietnam. Jesus. So he was like my hero, everything to us. He held the family together. I was a straight A student and some B's, but like I would draw all the time. Like we had a very normal family. My mom was a little nuts. Obviously she was bipolar, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't fully come out until later. I mean, my mom took her own life and, and she did it a few years ago. So, what? yeah. So it's like her bipolar built up, built up, built up. She was a... Uh, Candy striper, which is somebody who like assists nurses. Mm-hmm. So back when she did that in like the early '60s, she would see people who were essentially, you know, if you, the, the people with Down syndrome would get electroshock therapy. It was very, it was nothing That's like scary. it is now. So people with depression would just be locked into homes. Mm. So she would never admit she was bipolar because she was so terrified of what the world thought of mental illness. Mm-hmm. So, and she was also a nurse and a very smart woman. She actually had a PhD, preferred to be a nurse because she felt that it was a better position for her to be with patients. Wow. Because she genuinely cared about people. She just had another side to her. So she did have a PhD, very intelligent, so she could talk herself out of anything. Mm-hmm. So if even one time she tried to hurt herself, she was committed, she knew how to get out of there before midnight. Wow. So, and it was because she lost my dad. I mean, my dad and her dated since they were 14. She couldn't function without him. And they, basically what happened was my aunt, or I should say my aunt, she wasn't really my aunt, but we called her that. She stayed with me while my parents were at U of M Hospital, and then eventually they had to go to Harvard Hospital in Boston to get all these surgeries. While that was going on, the VA told my dad that they weren't responsible for it, even though it's now on the list. And then my dad's insurance company said that it was a pre-existing condition. So my parents, who were fairly well off, lost everything. Holy shit. And my dad came from nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. he came from the ghetto, single mother, all that stuff. Like, he came from nothing. He earned everything he had, and then he lost it. So over time, he was, you know, he had a halo drilled in his head. He, uh, I mean, it was years and years and years of just him suffering. And while that was going on, I was simultaneously staying with my aunt, who I didn't know was a pill addict. Okay. And they didn't know either. She was a nurse and a very sweet woman. And one day, uh, she was staying with me and she just didn't come back, which was really weird. Like normally she'd come home or whatever. It was probably like 16 or 16 maybe. She didn't come home and it was because she had been stealing pills from the ER and they found her and they were going to charge her with a capital crime. Oh my God. They were going to push full charges that they could. So she went home and swallowed an entire bottle of pills and died. So after that, I was moved to go and live with my other aunt, who was my actual aunt, while my parents were in U of M getting surgery for my dad. And they would come home periodically, and my dad would have these moments of a few months where he was okay, Mm -hmm. and it was fine. But at the same time, I had already learned to mask all my problems with drugs. So as I did that, my dad died, and then... It was my senior year, and then I ended up doing two senior years. And then that summer, (laughs) 
Uh, it's so, it's so, so nice you did it twice. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I did two senior years. And if you count summer school, I went to high school oh, for no. like 15 years. <laughs> and uh, and then um, I lost um, two, uh, two and especially one of my very best friends in a really bad car accident that um, I we were all hanging out at a party and they died right after. And then right after that, my like friend. Like they were driving? Mm-hmm. Drunk, like a. My friend went to prison for eleven years. Wow. Uh, my one friend was the dead one, or no, no, he he uh, he wasn't locked up. <laughs> <laughs> Three people died, but the one girl Shut I didn't up. know, the one girl I didn't know, she was dating sort of, but we weren't supposed to know the girl who died, who was one of my good friends, and then one of my very best friends died. And his his name was Anthony. I drove him to school every day. He and I did a thing called community school together, which is where they put all the bad kids in a different school. So we went from Gross Point North to Gross Point South every morning, just smoking cigarettes. And they were basically like, just do something. And we would normally go out and do like Special K and Coke and smoke weed and drink in my car and listen to Stern and Drew and Mike. And uh, But yeah, he, my friend Anthony was driving, my other friend Anthony, and my friend Art was thrown through the car, but he lived. Um, and he's Russian. He's a Russian immigrant. So I don't know if he had any head, head injuries because he already <laughs> sounds like he does. I'm pretty sure it was already not well off before. So, I mean, when you sound like a cartoon, you're like, I think he's fine. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, um, I grew up with yeah. a bunch of Polish. I'm like, Are those Poles downsy or yeah. what? <laughs> Yeah, you can't really, yeah. Know, you can't place it. No, it's just something <laughs> off. And he went from like bread lines to being, you know, a millionaire in the States because his dad came over to train the Red Wings. Oh. His dad was actually the one who got paralyzed in the car accident when the limo crashed with all the Red Wings in it. His dad was the trainer. Maybe it's you. I feel like you were the constant in the. No, in the, I just. The... <laughs> so many people were, though. <laughs> I, I, I definitely was put in the. Like, I definitely have been doing the math. <laughs> look, all I'm saying is if there's breaks involved, I'm going to cut them. <laughs> okay, so. So that happened. I crashed every car I had. I was I was arrested 12 times as a minor. They wouldn't really throw the book at me because they can't put you in Wayne County Jail at the time if you're white. Mm. I mean, that's just the reality. If you're right. a white kid from the suburbs, they will fucking kill you. I when I when I got arrested, I went to East New York, and they wouldn't. They put me in the office. That's why they. And couldn't. this was like three years ago. Yeah, people forget that. Like, I did live in Wayne County, where Detroit is, but. Yeah. And I grew up on the border of the most violent city in America. So obtaining drugs, weapons, anything you want was just right Pretty there. Pretty easy, yeah. Yeah, if you want to go to the bar at 14, 15, 16, you just drive to a bar. They don't care. It was I the told, Wild West. I totaled a car. I didn't total one. Uh, I got T-boned. Somebody just ran a red light mm-hmm. in a not great area and because uh, I was trying to go to Gross Point. Okay. And, Were you on altar? Uh yeah, I got all, I was like, I'm going to take an alternative way home because that, what is that freeway that's right there? That you 94. Such, it can be a real pain in the ass. So I was like, yeah. I'm just going to go take the side streets. And then someone ran a red light. And uh, I was talking to my first husband on the phone and he was like, get the fuck out of there. And I was like, <laughs> I got to wait till the police come. He's like, 
no, just leave. You got to get out of there. And one, I was like, oh. one thing you learn in Detroit <laughs> is red lights, especially at that time, are optional. Yeah. Because I would just, I would dust them every time. It was probably another, <laughs> was it another scared suburban person? That was just he was running. like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, uh, well, the thing is, my, I, we got to go. We got to leave. Yeah. Just leave the cars. Let's go. Let's run. Yeah. yeah. And it, well, that is what's interesting is you have the cabbage patch right there on the border of mm-hmm. Alter, and you lived in the park, right? Yep. Okay, so the park is where South is, which was my other high school I went to after North expelled me. Then I went to East Detroit. Long story, but uh, <laughs> um, on that uh, on that other side, yeah, right there, people don't realize you can look across the street and it is burnt down houses, ghetto. Mm-hmm. It, it's a different life. And it's interesting because a lot of my friends were from there. And a lot of my friends were also people that lived on the lake whose parents were in charge of, you know, massive car corporations. Yeah. So it's like I, when I grew up, I saw complete poverty and wealth that I couldn't wrap my head around. Yeah. I had a friend whose grandpa invented hangers in cars. You know, like the little hanger that you just put like a jacket on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, that's the automotive. The guy who invented that, who held the patent, was my friend's, like, great-grandpa or grandpa. So he had money that you wouldn't even fucking believe. Art Van's house on Jefferson mm-hmm. had so much marble in it and st- that it was sinking into the ground. Yes. If you went by it on, like, a boat <laughs> or anything, you could see it, like, every year go a little bit more into <laughs> I was like, take some of the marble out. He probably spent... Easily six figures a year just on Christmas lights. <laughs> I know <laughs> that man. And he, what did he make a recliner? He made, uh, well, he sold recliners, furniture markup. He buys them for, you know, 80 bucks and then sells them to you for 500. 500. Yeah. Yeah. We had a few of those mm-hmm. in our house. Oh, Comfy. Yeah. Comfy chair. I still go to the art van. Uh, <laughs> I'll just go to the clearance one because they now do like a, uh, they have like an outlet. Oh yeah, you have a penis. I forgot. I was like, why would you buy a recliner? They're ugly. I was like, oh yeah, okay, got it. Oh no, I don't have them. I just have a couch that reclines, a leather couch that you can use the electric slide <laughs> side, or you can do the electric slide if you want <laughs> <laughs> before you sit in it. Either way. Okay, let's get back to why you're fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on. Before we talk about your horrible furniture taste, yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> Tuts can tell. Okay, yes. so everybody's dying around you. Yes. But rich. Rich and poor, depending mm-hmm. on who I was with. And at the time, um, raves were very big, you know, yeah. towards that. So the ecstasy boom happened yeah. and, and LSD was the best. And that I, I would know. start taking every other day. And I took, What? Yeah. They tell you not to take it more than 10 times in your lifetime. I've mathed out 350 and hits, and my friends tell me that I'm wrong. It's more. What? Because I'm not really counting the times that I would put acid onto sugar cubes, and I didn't wear gloves, and then it would just seep into my hands, and I was like, (laughs) ah, damn it. Next 10 hours. (laughs) Fortunately, I wasn't really doing anything unless I was working, which my jobs were fairly easy. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I did a lot of acid, a lot of mushrooms, um, which I don't think are as bad. Mm -hmm. Acid is ridiculous. But uh, I didn't do a ton of ecstasy, but I was a big part of that culture. Yeah, see, I I didn't. I did 
I mean, I probably did it 30 times maybe, but maybe more. Maybe I don't. Maybe you did it more than me. I don't remember, but I didn't do it wow. a, a lot, you know? Like when I looked back and I'm like, probably done it five times. And then I thought about it. It was like my arrests. I'm like, oh, wait, no, there was this, this, this. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but I didn't like it. Oh, I love it. It was just, I didn't hate the feeling, but mm-hmm. when guys are coming up to you like, hey, man, can I pull your arms? You want to put Vicks on your face? Let's hang some lemon wedges from your ear. You're like, this fucking sucks. I don't want to dance. I'm not a dancer. <laughs> All You're I, like, can I rub your spade? Yeah, exactly. they're like, ooh, you need a burning bush? And uh, <laughs> I think I rubbed the inside of my, like, somebody's leg for, like, four hours. Yes. I was you, like, this is the best. It may have been me. Did you go to the firehouse ever? <laughs> that, did it have red velvet walls? Probably. It was a rave on Mount Elliot in Detroit. My yeah, friend used to sell there. balloons there, and the Russian mob ran it, I believe. I could be wrong. Uh, Russian mob, I'm sorry if that was you. I take it back. <laughs> My friend's little brother tried to rob it, and that was not a good not move. Not a good move. Yeah, he's not around anymore. Have you been? Have you gone to Thai Island out in L.A.? Mm-mm. Oh wait, this was you stopped before. No, I lived um, in L.A. in two thousand two. Actually, before briefly. you stopped doing. Uh, I was doing Second everything? City, but I was. Oh yeah, I went there to. I had been through a lot in the years prior, and I just went to party. And the guy who I live with is now in charge of Marvel. The other one owns a bar, and I do comedy. It was kind of an interesting group. But I just went wow. there to do drugs. Yeah. You There's know. a place called Thai Island that everybody used to go to. It uh, looks like a townhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a guy with an AK-47 at the front. And he's like, $10 mm-hmm. to get in. And you're like, yeah, I'll pay it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen and that then, guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you just go in. It's just a bunch of really large. It looks like you're in a movie because they're very large Russian mafia dudes yeah they were big into the rave mounds of cocaine on the tables mm-hmm. and canned beer was I it was ketamine like, or coke you know honestly i didn't do any of their uh, their drugs i was like <laughs> i brought my own coke i'm gonna do my coke because i don't trust you guys no that's a good idea yeah yeah and then they still made us go one at a time into the bathroom that's weird i know i was like we're, we're all doing coke in there can we just it's like, just let us in. Everybody who does coke usually does it together, so yeah. you all feel like garbage. <laughs> That's kind of the deal. It's like, hey, we're all trash. <laughs> Nobody likes to really do coke alone. That's when you know you have a problem, is when you're just sitting in your own house listening to Rush. Coke. Yeah, just... yeah, just just blowing lines. My friend Vicky, I brought her with me the first time, and she's from uh, England. And she's, I, I remember looking at her on the floor. Just she was like just sprawled out and she lifts up her head like an hour later and she goes, we almost died. It was the best night of my life. And I was like, okay, I'm still scared and I never want to go there again. Yes, the worst. <laughs> we almost died. That's how I felt too. My friend had a van. He got a van the day he got expelled from high school because his dad didn't know he got expelled from high school. And the van was red with cow print interior, had a cow print roof, and uh, it had all sorts of Christmas lights in it and everything. And the side of it said nuke proof <laughs> on both sides and like green ooze. And we took that down to a rave. In, and of course, he was too fucked up. He didn't even know how to drive a stick anyway. So he went down there grinding the gears and we ended up There's getting- There's a van s- with a stick? Yeah, it was a VW bus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was, the cops would actually drive by and just do the finger-to-mouth joint gesture because they were, they almost appreciated the fact that it was so obvious we were all fucked up. 
And I remember sitting in the ghetto after he couldn't get the car to start in the middle of this rave parking lot, waiting for daylight, nervous as fuck. And the only thing that was working in the car was the battery. So the Christmas lights were on. (laughs) So it was just like, I think one of us was black and the other four were white, just sitting in the middle of the hood, just like, well, we're probably going to die. So (laughs) poor black guy was going to die first. Oh, yeah. They always do. He could have just got out and been like, yeah, get him. That's what I would do. <laughs> uh, okay, so why would your why would your wife want to marry you? What happened here? Um, what what happened to your wife? Insecurity. She... <laughs> and then you just keep like every once in a while, like bring it back up. Like... Yeah, I'll just I just never compliment. <laughs> I simply just I'm like. Mm. She has like one weird tooth, and you're like, oh, yeah. st- not, I call still her no Snaggle. Invasive. Yeah, <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Snaggle <laughs> No, it's my cute name for you. No, yeah. I like it. And then she's like, oh my god, I have to stay with it forever. <laughs> yeah, she's honestly, she's the most normal person I know. That's so nice. She honestly came from a great family. Her dad worked for Ford. Her mom worked for a school. Very like standard mid middle America hardworking, middle-class family. Middle-class values, put herself mm-hmm. through school with her own money, works very hard, um, and that's just... You got lucky. Yeah, I did. And that's, that's you know, when we have a son and it's amazing. And I think at the time when we met, I was really going full force at trying to do improv and acting and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So she saw the creative side of me, not the fucked up side. Now, once we were married... She saw me in a lot of bad situations, yeah. you know, because we we had a condo and I'd be like sleeping on the floor. She'd walk out and go, "Yeah, there's a giant orange streak on the side of your car," and I'd be like, "Oh, a truck kind of cut me off, and I hit a cone." And she's like, "Yeah, that's great," and would just leave. And I'd look outside and be like, "Whoo, better check the old bumper for shoelaces." Oh no! But uh, yeah, I would drive blacked out, and uh, it was bad. It was really bad. Thank God you're alive. Yeah, I crashed up until I quit drinking. I totaled every car I ever owned. The day I got a license, I totaled my my dad's car. Whoa. The day I got it, I ended up in a, a high-speed chase after I'd gotten given somebody a lawn job. I'm um, sorry, a lawn job? It is when you get up on somebody's lawn and you, you basically brake torque and you turn the car so it does donuts oh. and you kick up and ruin their grass. Got it. Nice. So I was giving those, and this guy was sitting in a BMW, and I had a Buick Regal. I had a V6 supercharged. It wasn't slow, but he had a V8. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be funny because he was sitting in his car to be like, aha, and I got up and I did, and you could hear the dirt hitting his house and stuff. And he ended up in a high-speed chase with me. I had my cousin and two good friends with me. My cousin lived in Arizona at the time. And it was just like, what is wrong with you Detroit people? <laughs> We end up in a high-speed chase. This is in uh, Gross Point. I end up turning down a street that has a very sharp left turn, uh-huh. but I didn't see it. So I hit the curb, the engine dropped, and I slammed into a tree. All the airbags deployed. Everything was fucked. And then I woke up just enough in time to see everybody running 
from the car and it was just me left in it. <laughs> and at the time we were having a family reunion. So the trunk had popped open and I didn't know it was filled with like beer and soda and chips and shit. So that exploded and it looked like a Super Bowl party <laughs> of alcohol and stuff You're leading like, up to the car. Yeah. And my dad, who was sick at the time, but still like functional and a Vietnam vet and very tough. I remember I woke up and he was there and I was like, don't worry, I'm okay. And he punched me in the face. Oh my God. Which he was never a violent man, but it was his brand new car. And I, and after I got up, I hear the cop go, I swear to God, he goes, uh, uh, he's up if you want to hit him again. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, and none of my, fr all my friends were gone. My dad knew I wasn't alone. So the cops were like, we need to know everybody who was in the car. And uh, then my cousin Andrew wasn't allowed to visit us anymore, oh. <laughs> and now we're fine. I mean, where his mom loves me and everything, but yeah, it was uh, it was a bad night. Yeah, that is a bad night. It started bad because I snuck out the car. My aunt had actually blocked her car in the driveway, worrying that we might try to get a car. So my porch was on the left, and then my neighbor's flower garden and a small pine tree was on the, the other side. And I put it in reverse, and I'm like, I'll just gently back over her gardening and pine tree. So I did that, and it just left tire tracks. And this woman hated me, because one time I was really high, and there was just a dead pigeon, right? And I just went and put it in her mail slot. That like, So she was like sitting there reading when a dead bird just fell in the foyer. And then she sees me running away laughing. <laughs> and my mom was like, did you put a dead bird? I'm like, no, what kind of fucking sick fuck would do something like that? <laughs> so she hated me anyway. She moved after that. And uh, yeah, I ruined her lawn and then took the car. Good. Yeah. And you were a good kid. I was a, a brilliant young man. <laughs> you were just... I'm writing yeah. a book now, and it's cool because I'm getting to vent a lot of stuff and putting a lot of stuff in there. But mm -hmm. it is hard when I look back on a lot of the things that I experienced. When do you think you're going to be done with your book? Very soon. I'm really? on the last chapter, and I'm just going through the editing process now. Wow. And the last chapter is actually a more detailed account of what I just told you. That was the one that, for some reason, I've been saving for, for last to write because I keep having... Okay, I'll include this. I'll include that. Mm -hmm. Like I passed out in a toga, um, at a red light. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I had a lot of weird arrests, and it was, it was pretty bad. And I, I was harassed by the police. I was beaten up in my driveway. You were beaten up in your driveway yeah. by the police. Yeah. Jesus. I spit on his face. I swear, well, I swear right. on my okay. life. Well, yeah, he, you didn't. He was poking you, me though, and calling me a loser. There. And uh, here's what happened. <laughs> I had come home from a night of partying. Mm -hmm. I had a Cherokee, a red Cherokee, like a 91. Yeah, Jeep. Yeah. Everyone. And it yeah. had a humming noise in it, which was annoying. Mm -hmm. Because I uh, dropped the drive shaft the day I got it. And however they replaced it, it would be like, <laughs> So when I go to Taco Bell, they'd be like, turn your shit off. <laughs> Taco Bell was just off 8 Mile. Um <laughs> And I, <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I came home and I just I, went to, I went to talk about, I'm just going to tell the super. I want to hear it. And, uh, and who I was working with this last weekend, he was, he was like, can you please go to Taco Bell? So we went there and we ordered food and then we pulled up to the window and this guy comes over. They left us at the window for so long. They must've been so high in there. He comes oh, yeah. and he goes, he goes, did you need something? And I go, <laughs> yeah, 
food? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Or when you pull up and they're all smoking, I'm just like, I'm going to drive out of the lot. They don't want me. Teach <laughs> your business here? No, it's why I never get lippy either. I never have. It's like you don't want to eat food that don't get. Ma- I'm always like, hello, please. I would like <laughs> I would a chicken quesadilla, please, <laughs> if you have the time to make it, sir. Please, please, and thank you. You're a human being with integrity. My best friend doesn't realize that the speakers have changed since 1997. Oh, so you can't just talk and say shit. So, well, she yells everything oh, she's no. like so what do you want and then she'll turn and she's like i'll take a chicken <laughs> you know you they're throwing their headphones off like, <laughs> oh, like have you ordered since burger king in 94 <laughs> there's been amazing technological improvements <laughs> okay so you go to the taco bell does she yell on the phone as well no just okay the, i was when she did that, I was tear crying. I couldn't. La- I was like laughing so hard because I, because it had the full screen, you know, with the moving things and the. I was like, they can hear you. They could hear me yeah. when I told you. What I <laughs> yeah, if you whispered from the back, they'll be like, okay, okay, I got you. yeah. You want hot sauce or not? Yeah, you want you want so spicy? <laughs> yeah, but when she turned, it was so loud. I was immediately crying laughing. I couldn't breathe. It's I was like, like I, just chill. Like, just go. Just go. They don't want to see her. No, they're going to spit in everything because you don't know how to talk to people. You just yelled at them. <sighs> okay, yeah, it's so. no good. Oh, so I uh, I had my car and I take it and I pulled into my driveway and I accidentally smashed into my garage. So <laughs> it's very late at night. And I get out, and I'm like, well, my bumper was fucked up because I hit the right corner of my mm-hmm. garage. I'm like, I should probably quietly uh, hammer out my bumper. So I got out, and I was hammering out my bumper when somebody obviously called the police and said, hey, Dave's hammering out his bumper. Because they knew me by name. I mean, <laughs> I, I remember times where I would wake up in my driveway just fully clothed, and my neighbors would be like, morning, Dave. And I'd be like, hey, how are you? Good day to you. And then just go inside because I had had a cigarette and passed out from the amount of alcohol and drugs that were in my system. Usually much more than the money I had in my wallet. That's so good. 100 bucks of designer drugs in me. What a portfolio you had. Four bucks in the old wallet. (laughs) And uh, so I'm hammering it and this guy who uh, had thrown me down a staircase at a party and was always following me, he shows up with his partner. He walks back. And he's like, what are you doing, Landau? And I'm like, I'm just working on my car here. And he's like, what are you doing here? And I go, I live here. That's what I'm doing here. I'm immediately being a smartass. Like, what are you doing here? He's like, "You're. it's a sound violation. And I'm like, okay. He goes, well, how much have you been drinking tonight? I'm like, I haven't. And it's like, <laughs> and, and you've been doing any drugs? I'm like, no, nah, I, do, I don't touch the stuff. And he's like, why are you such a fucking loser? And I go, I don't know. He goes, when are you going to do something with your life? Cause you're, and he starts poking my chest and just saying all this shit. And he goes, what are you going to do with your life? And I go, maybe I'll become a pig like you. And I went, Ugh. and oh. I swear in my life, I spit. It hit him right in the middle oh. of the eyes, and it was dripping down his face. At which First point, he pulled his, yeah, I'm not a spitter either. So I really, like, 
as he was insulting me, I was working it up. And I get dry mouth. It took a minute. So he... <laughs> Drugs does that to you. It does. It really... And even the Zoloft still does. I can't... <laughs> you do. And he pulls back his nightstick, cracks me across the stomach. I go down. His partner hits me. They both hit me a bunch of times. I have blurred memories of what happened, mm-hmm. but I woke up uh, with a tube in my dick handcuffed to a hospital bed with my feet bound in my leg. I shouldn't say handcuffed, but bound restraints mm-hmm. on my hands and feet. And when I, I, they ended up dropping the charges, which I think came down to them being abusive. Exactly. And, like yeah. they, and I was too young to really realize I should press charges. My parents didn't really know what happened. Mm hmm. But they just knew I was getting my stomach pumped, so it tasted like charcoal. Through your dick? Yeah, they put it in your charcoal. They put charcoal in your mouth, and then up your urethra, they pump out the alcohol. Oh. Yeah. Whew. So I get woken up, and I'm like, oh, good morning. And this nurse goes, I'm going to, I'm going to take your legs off, or your hands off first. And I go, okay. She goes, listen, please... Don't do anything when I take your legs off. She goes, I, I'm going to take this tube out, and you're going to feel the worst pressure that you've ever had to urinate in your entire life. It's going to be the worst feeling you've ever had. Just please realize you don't have to pee. And I was like, okay. So she undoes my legs, and as she's pulling it out, which hurts real bad, uh, once it came out, it was the worst feeling I've ever had where, like, I'm trying not to run through her. She moves, I run to the bathroom to go pee, and it's the worst pain I've ever had, and nothing comes out. Ugh. I'll never forget that. because it's like I, a UTI. Yeah, I was just filled with charcoal. Ugh. And then spring break was a little bit after, which I still went on to my friend's cottage. and Your parents still let you do that? Yes. Uh, well, they, were, they weren't home. Oh, yeah, that's I right. I mean, my dad was there the night it happened, so but like they had to go back to U of M. Yeah. yeah. So, well, at that point, my grandma was staying with us. She and, a pushover. Well, no, she just slept a lot, and I would steal her Vicodin. <laughs> I keyed her car once. She wasn't a lovely woman. I just found my ex's Vicodin from his butt surgery. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, yes! Look what I found. I know. I was I'm like, I forgot he... I stole this. <laughs> Good, I hope it hurt. <laughs> it did. I have pictures. It looked yes. like it hurt. Oh, I bet. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, um, yeah, my grandma was staying with us. So, yeah, one day we, she just accused me of stealing her pills, and we got in a big fighting match, and then I keyed her because car. Because you did steal her pills? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And then she was like, my sunbird, I didn't, there's a giant scratch on that. Do you know how that got there? And she's being passive-aggressive. I'm like, you know how it got there. Wait, you... isn't sunbird the same as a cavalier? Yes, or okay. the same as a sunfire, except this one yes. was Pontiac. <laughs> And a Cavalier Chevy. Because remember how they all the made the same shitty cars? Yes, yeah. down the side of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It was no Ford Topaz. <laughs> That's my parents had one of those. <laughs> they, yeah. Was it uh, Aqua? We drove, it was blue, like a, not the Ford blue, but like a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. But uh, we drove to Montana in that. That's a fun trip. That is a trip. Was it a two-door? It was a four-door. Ooh, a four-door oh. Topaz. <laughs> That's a step up. Was it an SE? I don't even know. <laughs> it was our, my parents' first brand new car, and then they're like, you know what? We should put 80,000 miles on it immediately. Let's go yeah. to Montana. <laughs> Seems American cars are well built now. It's the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> 
They don't just fall apart. Yeah, let's just get in there for a good 20 to 50 hours it's at one safe. clip. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> if someone rear-ends us, we don't want to be crushed. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, the ugh, the Grand Ams and shit. Those oh, cars God. just fell. When I see a Grand Am on the road, I'm just like, how? It's I the shittiest now. car it's ever the made. shittiest car. Ever. Everyone in high school had one because they bought like 10-year-old models. Yes. And they're like, yep, I can afford this. It was, yeah, Grand Ams, a lot of Ford Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people would, we had Cherokees, but very few, like the really rich kids had caddies. I had a Probe. I had a Ford Taurus show, a Mustang 5.0, and a Cherokee. You call it a show? Uh, it was a Ford Taurus show, S-H-O. Yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah. you called it a sh- I, yeah. I was like, oh, No, they're called shows. They are? Yeah. I thought they were called S-H-O's. No, they're shows. They're fast. I love that car. They're fast. Yes. They oh, I know. They still make those. I remember how fast it was going when I totaled it. <laughs> When my when I came back, they to, they stopped making them, but they did make newer models like a couple years ago, which are really awesome looking. They're, my ex husband had one, and I borrowed it when I came to feature for Michael Costa over New Year's once in Grand Rapids, and then he brought his new wife, which was I got really hammered, and then I was like, I think I need a drink to get through this <laughs> night, so I'm gonna do that. So yeah, did you take his car? Well, no, the hotels. Well, ha- yeah. yeah, it's right there. Yeah. But yeah, I got to. He let me drive the car. I was like, this whole weekend is fucked. <laughs> you know, like, my, whole, my brain is done. Yeah. And you're in Grand Rapids on New Year's where they drink like crazy. crazy. And Costa's crowd will too. Yeah, I cried. I would assume. <laughs> I was like, I gotta go. I'm sure Mike was very confident in himself until he was alone. <laughs> yep. He's great. Yeah. We started together. He's a good dude. He's never gonna. Uh, let me work with him again. <laughs> you know when you first start, or like, yeah, I I was doing the weird things that you, you did, but like at the first few years, the first three years of my comedy career, and so I really, you know, did a nice job burning some bridges there. They were like, oh, I'll never, like, I'll pat you on the head and be like, so I gotta see you, and they, like, get as far away from me as possible. But yeah, I'm like, that. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> At least you own it. I thought you did amazing. I mean, oh, the crowd you. loved you. Thank you. I had a great time. And I'm not kissing ass. I mean, they really did love you. Uh, Midwest is my crowd, you know. I, I can do a I can do a Midwest voice all day. Oh right? yeah, it's I. It's funny because you and I did that voice on stage. We both do it. Yeah. Where it's just sort of Fargo, but not. But it's. Well, my mom's from. Montana, Northern Michigan. So the, she has so she like has like a weird mosh. Of, she has the rube voice, which I hate to say it, but that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, she does. There's fellas in the neighborhood that are. I don't think they're Mexican. I don't know. <laughs> they're fine though. I don't. I. They're nice people. They park their cars on the grass <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, she told me one time. You know, there's a show with a rabbi and a priest. They talk to each other. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I sit on the priest side of the room, though. <laughs> I, don't... I don't look at the other side, but I know it's happening. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, yeah, after I'll talk to him, maybe get a bagel. But I'm not going to sit there and, yeah, no, no. I just, I tune out when he talks. <laughs> It's blasphemous. <laughs> yeah, it's against, I get it. You have the first book, but we have two. And I like the Jesus, you know? He's a good guy. <laughs> it's hard to not do that voice because it's so fun. It's and if so you're fun. from there, you know somebody who sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was doing the voice 
from the beginning of my career. But, you know, you like you suck at the beginning. Well, it's once you become confident to do any voice, you know, it's it's yeah. or to be a different character in your act or learn how to be more conversational. I, you know, you, you, you can build the, the ability to do it. But at first you're nervous because you don't know how, how you actually sound. Received. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Because I'll do that voice as a lot of people in my act, like a mother-in-law or my wife. And they're like, does your wife really sound like uh, fucking the cop in Fargo? I'm like, no. It's not Frances McDormand. It's just a it's a voice at a point in the show that's just funny. What happens when your wife comes to see like she drove out and to hang out? Mm-hmm. You guys just like chill in the hotel or you guys actually go out or what? No, if How she comes to if she comes to any of my shows, um she she'll come out, but then usually if she goes to a show, she comes with a bunch of friends. Like she'll mm-hmm. go to Ann Arbor and get like I'll give her ten tickets, you know, mm-hmm. where she'll bring a bunch of people. Or Royal Oak uh, when I do the Comedy Castle, same thing. She mm-hmm. brings out work friends and her her other friends. No, I do the same. Oh, act. you make her work. That sucks. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I make her earn the tickets. Uh, no, I don't. My act, regardless of what anybody. I mean, it's not. I, I mean, I'm not even going to defend it because I'm. I'm just going to say I'm good at what I do because I am. Like you are. I and said I, it. Yeah, and I. I said it when I came back on this. I podcast. have zero confidence about most stuff, but I'll just. <laughs> I'm a good comic, so, and I've worked hard to be. I wouldn't tell mm-hmm. you that, and I have to work hard. Like I want to be better. I think every comic can get better. That's what I love about comedy is mm-hmm. you can't be perfect. You no. just have to work, and I love the I love the creative aspect of comedy and always getting better. That's maybe why you were such a fuck up because you. Like, you needed that constant challenge. I did. I hated school. And yeah. the things that were more challenging in school, I succeeded in. Mm-hmm. making. And it was largely art, you know, like making videos. And I remember I had all Fs on my report card except for art and TV. I had As. Oh, my God. Because I'd show up. Yeah, it was you know, fun. and and I would work hard, and and I was playing with special effects and doing things that I wouldn't do. You know, like I had no interest in other stuff, and it was, it it, it made me happy to do that. I made a video about how the main uh, employer in our in our little city was a major environmental hazard, and. Uh... <laughs> I don't know where that video went. I... <laughs> Aaron Brockovich has it. It's about hush puppy shoes. Really? That's where they and I was oh, like, oh, I had a pair of those. I was like, they, these get dumped, and they have so much the everything that goes into the chemicals to make them. And I was like, oh, it's dumped with smell. shoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, the video disappeared. <laughs> I made the opposite, where I made a video called the. They said make sure it's a don't litter in school. So I had people like dumping out littering. full trash bags in the parking lot, and, like just littering everywhere and just making a horrible mess. And then I'd stop them and go, "How do you feel about littering?" They're like, "Oh, I think it's a huge problem." Right after they just like threw thirty things <laughs> on the ground, and uh, I showed it to my teacher, and he goes, "Did you have them pick all that up?" And I go, um, "And he goes, yeah, I didn't." Thanks for not lying. You still get an A. <laughs> I was following this dude on down Atlantic towards. I don't know, the beach, and uh, he just drank some soup and then threw the cup out of the, and then took the top off his uh, Perrier and threw the, and I was like, what? And he had this really sick Mercedes. Really? And I just kept getting more and more angry at him as, like, more things were flying. I was like, what adult 
Duh. So I pulled around him and I stopped and I got diagonal. I was like, you're a disgusting <laughs> pig. And then I got back in the car. My friend was like, you have anger issues. I was like, damn, like, I just like stuff him for like the right moment. You yeah. know, <laughs> he looks so nice. I'm like, I'm really not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what my mom did to my Snoopy? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I will do this to this exactly. man right now. <laughs> you will have a hole in your neck you can feel. No, I get it, though. Like, I would drive around. This was even when I was irresponsible as a high school. Like, I only did that video because I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. But I would smoke cigarettes and then have a full ashtray then dump out my ashtray. And my friends were like, why don't you throw out the window? I'm like, I'm not an asshole. <laughs> and this was, mind you, I'm drinking and driving high as shit. Like, I even had a bag. Uh, I'm not a dick. <laughs> yeah, like, I, w I even had a bag for beer cans because I would just drive around and drink all the time. So you just oh throw it in the God. bag and then you'd stop and then I'd throw away the bag of beer cans in a dumpster. I have a friend right now that is uh, that I'm suspecting that she's she's purse drinking. Does she carry a lot of scope? <laughs> she, no, but she does stumble a lot and gets very animated. To and I was like, "Are you? How did you get drunk off half a beer when you sat down?" Oh, and she, I'm like, "You're you definitely pre-drink on the way here." Do you ever sit back on her couch and you're like, "This feels like bumpy, like there's a bottle." <laughs> Yeah, do I feel glass on my <laughs> What's ass? What's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm. I was like, I'm gonna have to step in soon. I think it's like one of those moments. You should. I mean, if she's at that point too, I mean, she's hiding her addiction. So it's like you should. Absolutely. If you can't, but the problem is, is it's all up to them. It's 100 percent up to them. I was just dealing with somebody who was a meth addict who was shooting it, mm -hmm. and the more and more I've dealt with addicts over time and being one, you know when you're being manipulated and lied to because it's all the time. Yeah, and you just have to figure out a way to let them know you're there. But it's ultimately up to them 100 percent. I tried to explain this to one of my uh, friends who was telling me about a new relationship she's in and uh, how he's he was a secret alcoholic, and she's like, yeah, but now we're sharing everything, and I said. You need to, and it wasn't a very, I wasn't very, I didn't coddle her through this. And I was like, you need to be open to the idea that he's even lying to you about those things. I was like, so I think you should just wait and see. Right. I was like, pull back a little bit and watch what happens and see what happens with his actions. And she's like, you were very gentle with me. I was like, oh, yeah, well, I don't get a lot of sleep. Uh, yeah, you're like, <laughs> I <don't, yeah. laughs> That's a message. And yeah, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> Yeah. Run with it. Um, I have to wrap this up, but I want to have you yes. back because we didn't talk anything about your fucking marriage. Oh, right. Yeah, we can do that as well. I'm I'm, I'm an open I, book and willing good. to talk about anything. Good. I had so much fun. I did too. Thank you for having me. Okay, part A. This was part A. Dave Landau's going to be back. Um, where can they find you? Uh, DaveLandau.com. My new album, Nimble Fingers, is available <laughs> on anywhere you can find music. He's very good. Thank you. No, that's what I was saying was I, I don't really trash my wife like I'm the asshole in the situation. Oh, I know. So I just like, want to know how you're keeping it together. That's how is like I'm I'm pro woman and it goes in my act by showing how I'm stupid, <laughs> you know, and, and other people, you know, I mean, you can the newer audience members who just get offended by everything don't have the ability to understand irony. But other than that, you know. Yeah. Um, uh at Landau Dave, Dave dot Landau on Facebook and Instagram. I'll tag him and yeah. everything because it's a lot. He didn't. It's a lot of he stuff. He didn't brand across the board. You know. The, well, the the Anthony Cumia show with Dave Landau in tiny letters. You can find <laughs> on Compound Media and subscribe at CompoundMedia.com. Is it on that? Is yeah. It on 
Your name is on the... Yeah, you can't see it. It looks no. like a line, but it's there. <laughs> he said he's making it bigger now because I'm officially, like, I've, I've done it. You said enough words wrong. Yes. He's like, all right, you've entertained me enough. It was, he put Artie's name first, which was a swing and a miss. And uh, this time around, it's it, he's like, I'll just put it, it real tiny and make it interchangeable <laughs> because the last recovering addict I had wasn't recovered. But now he's like, oh, no, you're, you're not. We'll blow it up a little bit. Yeah. And now he realizes like, oh, he hasn't relapsed in two years. <laughs> well, we're good. Oh, he still has his nose. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's <really> nice. <laughs> Whoops. I'm sorry. I love you. Already. He's certainly uh, not a flight attendant. <laughs> Uh, uh, or he wasn't. He finally did his note shop. Yes. All right. So, uh, yes, please follow him. Follow us at Happy Never After Podcast on Instagram. Rate, review, share, uh, and also Be Frank Network. Make sure to check out all the new podcasts that have started. Wasted Wisdom. I love you. Please stop. And, uh, yeah, 312, March 12th at Gold Bar. We are launching I Love You, Please Stop with Wendy Starling, and I will be there. Um, so, yeah, love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.